Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith, a.k.a. the official podcast of Spring Break. Spring Break. Spring Break. Spring Break forever. Hello. And welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. Lennon Smith, Narcom. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as mitochondrial cytochromes and spring break, bruh. So I'll try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. You had to bring up spring break, huh? Do you not remember what happened last year? No, I took the pills. No, I don't remember. Okay, first of all, yes, we're not in school, but Dr. London likes to celebrate spring break every year. Well, it's a family and a religious tradition. Yeah, and he gives uh, everyone on the Jock Doc staff off for the entire week. Uh, He says, no patients allowed in my hospital for this week. He really clears his schedule. And so last year we go where we always go, which is... Disney World. Except for this time, it wasn't as joyful because Dr. London here kept getting into a fight with Olaf from Frozen because you said carrots aren't noses. Yeah. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated because those pills that I took, I... I'm remembering. Yeah, and now you're getting more pissed off. Carrots aren't noses, and they're definitely not noses during spring break. That was another thing, too, was like, this is spring break. I'm here to celebrate the season. Yeah. I don't want no snowmen, like, being alive. You wanted to, you wanted to kill Olaf. You said, I want to finish the job that the sun couldn't handle. What frustrated me a lot also was, like, once I got my hands on him, once I got my hands on Olaf... I managed to bring a knife. And I don't, I, by the way, I don't encourage this for anyone else. Uh, but I, once I get my hands on the, that, well, I guess what you might call a neck, it didn't even feel like snow. This freak isn't even made of what he claims to be made of. Wow. Oh, that's sick freak. That's disgusting. Tricking people into thinking that he's made of snow. Ugh. Next move I do, I'm like, okay, well, snow whatever i guess they have to adapt it somehow whatever they do in that lab whatever they're cooking up back there in walt disney's place i do the next best thing because obviously the carrot's my real issue i gotta take a bite out of that thing because i think what are you gonna do if i eat your nose got your nose that's one thing but if i eat it right there nutrition for me disfigurement for you yeah that's the thing it's actually a net positive for you Ironically, it improves one of your senses while sort of removing one of his. Yes. Yeah, and I, of course, I was screaming that at him. But I, sorry, I went for the bite, and wouldn't you know it? It's made of the same stuff as, as the body, as the skin. That sick freak trying to trick people into biting on his carrot, and it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm chomping carrots. So, so I start... You know, security's closing in at that point. 
I throw him. They've sort of done the thing where they surround you and then they move in slowly. I don't think they normally carry tasers, but I, th- I think someone tipped them off about me because they had them. But fortunately, I've trained for that. This is, every year, our preparations are me training for Disney World. So I dodge the taser as it's coming at me. But all, all is to say you were thrown into Disney jail, which is... I, which, as far as I can tell, was Wreck It Ralph themed. Yeah, all the all your like the prison guards were Ralph. Yeah, they and they don't feed you in that jail. Like it's it's prison, like normal prisons and stuff. From my understanding, they might feed you sometimes. This one, it, it was really bad conditions in there. Yeah, it's like a torture chamber, it's an ice isolation chamber. Yeah, to be in there for, what, probably like three, four hours without a meal or place to sleep. I mean, not a full three or four hours, but yeah, like it felt like that for well, sure. Well, you had to do processing. It was three, if you include the processing and everything, it was three, four hours. The escort out of the park did take a while because I was fighting the whole time. I was like, no, no, no. I got you out. I, got, I bailed you out. Bail was ridiculous, of course. Still owe me for that. Yeah. Well, it's Disney. It's Disney prices. Like, it's going to be expensive. Yeah, and the Disney bucks is, yeah. Yeah, the conversion rate. In any case, I, I was just surprised you even brought up spring break because you are planning on going back. You say, yeah. You say, this time they can't stop me. And you haven't told me why they can't stop you. You just said, trust me, this time there's no way Olaf will even see me coming. Well, because now I know that ain't no real carrot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unless he's adapted over the past year. Or maybe evolved in some way. Yeah, I don't know. Because there's been a whole season of melting and coming back, I assume. <sighs> okay, I actually didn't think that. Okay. Um, let's, let's move on. I, I, I'm going to have to be thinking through this the whole episode now. This is all I'm going to be thinking about. But okay, but anyway, so, so that, that's our producer, Cameron. Also with us is Digital in the House. Spring break. Spring break, huh? Spring break. Spring break, huh? Spring break, huh? Spring break, huh? Spring break, Spring break, Spring break, 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 Spring break, 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 Cameron tells me we can expect a special guest. That's right, Dr. Linden. Yeah, so look forward to that. Um, before we move on, though, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. 
our marketing demographics have changed based on the feedback, based on sort of who listens most. So we're, we're targeting these customers more. And they, they appear to be, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Cameron, they appear to be you know, middle-aged, illiterate consumers for the most part. We've run the numbers and we've run the analytics and we've learned that all of our listeners, you listener who is hearing this, all of our listeners are between the ages of 45 and 55 exactly and are illiterate. Yes. So with that in mind, uh, I just, just bear that in mind, listener. Uh, this is your feedback. And this is your life we're describing. We're just we're not telling you anything you don't already know. So this week's feedback comes in the form of a hand-drawn picture. It is a drawing of what appears to be two stick figures with arrows labeling them Lermden and Canarin. And so the one labeled as Lermden is on fire and it has a speech bubble saying, I am bad man. And then um, there's a thought bubble from Canarin saying, Wetzel's pretzels are better than Auntie Anne's. Is that, is that one all spelled correctly? Everything else seemed to have misspellings but it sounds like everything was pronounced correctly on the wetzel's pretzels is better than auntie ann's yeah it, it sounds like that's maybe the most well-researched aspect of of this or maybe they saw like saw it in a magazine and just sort of wrote yeah. it, copied it yeah because now it's it's everything I, i'm trying to see if there's any typo but no it looks like they really know their brands um which good for the hey they're improving um anyway so i guess for this feedback, maybe we were praising Auntie Anne's pretzels too much? Well, it doesn't sound like I'm on fire. It sounds like you're on fire. It sounds like maybe you're unwilling to recognize the superiority of Wetzel's pretzels. Well, that's because it's not superior. Okay, well, if you keep saying that, it sounds like this guy's going to light you on fire. So maybe you should not be saying that on the show. So Auntie Anne's pretzels, I don't know if you know about this, but you can buy them frozen uh-huh. and take them home. And like, put it, pop them in the microwave, and in a minute you have your and own. I'm sure you can just probably like do that with Wetzel's pretzels. I don't know, but probably, right? I don't. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them. Yeah, I just, I don't. It just seems like a weird thing to double down on when the the person, the picture this that was sent to you was is insinuating that they're going to light you on fire, and that I am bad man. I just like there are certain hills worth dying on. I guess. And this is, yeah, this is that hill. You're a man of conviction. You've got principles. I, I, I really respect that. And goodbye. This might be the last time I see you. Well, not, not if this Disney trip goes as planned. The last time I see you looking like this, because if you get all burned up, I won't be, I won't be looking at you anymore after that. Okay, well, anyway, thank you to that listener for, for writing in. And, um, you know, keep, keep them coming, listeners. This is great. Like, I'm impressed that you're, you figured out writing utensils and paper. Like, that's really good. Now for today's medical topic, Turcotte syndrome. Turcotte syndrome is characterized by the colonic polyposis that is typical of familial adenomatous uh, polyposis in terms of increased risk of colon cancer. I think we've talked about that. Um, but in addition, Turcotte syndrome also has an association with a malignancy or a cancer in the central nervous system. And this can be like a medulloblastoma. So to simplify, Turcotte syndrome is a condition of increased risk of colon cancer in association with a brain tumor. Okay? Uh, and but maybe sometimes risk 
is worth it. Like, there's no reward without risk, right? Uh, well, no, I think um, in this case, it would actually be, you know, not because that's a brain tumor. And I also don't know that they have a choice in the risk. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you you got to take risk. You got to stop telling people, oh, play it safe. You got to stay home and you got to. Uh, you gotta wear a helmet if you're gonna ride that skateboard or whatever. But like people, people want to live on the edge, Doctor London. I'm sorry. Some of us have adventures, and some of us are kind of like on the edge because yeah. I'm edgy. Yeah. So, so you think that the Turcotte syndrome patients, um, with their increased risk of colon cancer in association with brain tumor. You think that that increased risk is there right or there? I mean, there's always risk in any, any, anything that might have yeah. a reward to it. Dr. London, I guess I have a risk. I don't know what the reward is in, in any case. So maybe it's strange, but for me, I well, remember let me explain it like this. Okay. Bungee jumping, right? Funnest time you can ever have in your life. But if an evil man snipped your bungee cord while you were at the bottom, you could bonk your head and get a bump. So, risk, but there's a reward, too. Which which is? The bump. Okay. So, so the risk for you is that someone won't cut it. Yeah. Okay. All right, so um, it, it might seem strange to, to some listeners, but I remember Turcotte syndrome by imagining the uh, the intestines wrapped around someone's head like a turban. Uh, so that reminds me that there's colon cancer associated with brain tumor. That's that's what I picture in my head. That's Turcotte syndrome. And all the all the little tools you typically use to remind yourself of things. Typically, they're very sexist, but now it sounds like they're also racist as well. So that's cool. Well, how is that? That's just a type of hat. Just it just it just seems odd that every single time one of these sort of like memory tools you bring up, it just involves a specific type of person. I okay. I'm not trying to characterize a type of person. It's just a type of headwear, and I yeah. I'm not gonna dig myself out of this. Okay. Oh, let's do it. Let's move on then, because it's. Whew. Uh, like I, I get canceled so many times per minute yeah. on this podcast. It's really, I mean, you're cancel proof though. I have reached that level of celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, canceling is the worst thing that can happen to a person, right? Their, their platform is removed and then they're just given a hundred million dollars by Netflix for a, a special. And it's like, that's, that's suddenly, they don't even have a voice anymore. The only way they can really say what they really want to say is their Netflix special, their podcast and their, all their social media accounts and all their friends and all yeah. their friends podcasts Not completely and just, it, just yeah. any, anywhere they want and have an op-ed in like any newspaper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh, I'm shuddering uh, at the thought. Yeah. Okay. It's scary. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that, then yeah, let's, let's leave that behind. Hopefully DJ Dylan will just edit out all the troublesome parts. That'd be easier. Honestly. If you would... Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to self-censor yourself, Dr. London, then you're going to have backlash from that group. People who see your, see that, think that you're weak and you don't support your own free speech. So edit out the parts where I say to edit it out also. I, 
I think the safest move is to edit Dr. London out of these episodes of the podcast. I think that's just the safest route. Okay. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm... DJ Lynn, this is episode 145. If you could just go through the archive, get rid of Dr. London's voice. In any episode. Um, maybe yeah. replace it with maybe some fun music or maybe like a funny like a funny mouse. Yeah, or a canceled stand-up comedian. Any of that. Yeah, just replace it with yeah, Shane Gillis. Yeah. The the SNL guy who was hired on SNL for 45 minutes. All right. So, so that's Turcotte Syndrome. And I feel like that's a good spot to uh, to finish that up. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Cameron, you said that you have a... You, you brought a guest? You found one? I, I finally found one, Dr. London. We wow. have one of the most special guests we've ever had on this show. Wow. So give a okay. give a it's... warm welcome to our guest. Okay. Wow. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate you giving me a voice here. Yes, okay. Yeah, thank you uh, for joining well... us. Who are, who are we speaking to here? This is Eddie Kane, owner and proprietor of Jose Hopper's Tequilaria, five locations around the world. Oh, wow. Okay. An international chain. Absolutely. The most famous spring break destination of any restaurant or uh, alcohol dispensary that you can find. Wow. Okay, so, so it's te- Tequilaria. Absolutely. Is that... Uh, so I'm, I'm talking... Sorry, I'm just thinking from a medical perspective. Is that whenever you drink enough tequila that you um, pass out and your bowels evacuate? You're asking if it's tequila diarrhea. So you're one of them. You're one. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, a tequilaria is a high established facility that gives tequila to people of age and consenting adults uh, who are looking to relax in uh, one of our five wonderful locations. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to question the consenting adult thing. I don't know why you you stress that immediately. Is this has this been a topic of conversation? You know, because I'm trying to get in front of the news, that's why. Because I'm I'm going on any uh format that will have me so I can oh get in front of the news and defend myself. What what news are we talking about here, Eddie? Well, I don't read the papers. I don't read the the tequila papers. Not anymore. No. That's because they're all biased and uh, run by liberal organizations that want to defame me. And every year after spring break. Well, and they, they make you pay after three articles. Yeah, I hate that. And I hate that they went all digital. I want real. I want to hold it in my hand. You know what I mean? I want a paper that's a physical paper. Absolutely. You get the ink on your fingers. Oh, yeah. I want it to be real, not just ones and zeros. It's all blogs now. It's all blogs now. And that's why I reached out to Cameron so I could come on a legitimate outlet. Absolutely. And defend myself. Cameron doesn't read the news, but I've read some of it. Um, once again, I had, I had three articles before the particular tequila publication that i follow yeah um all lies. cut me off uh so and like i try to do the private tab to, to access more but I, I couldn't figure that out so what you got to do doctor just a tip for you and all our listeners you got to do if you right click and do inspect element and then you click on the element you want to change and then you can just write any story that you want so anything you want the article to be if you want the article to say like uh, Dr. London is a really handsome guy Dr. London has a lot of friends and hang out you can write that and then that's the news article now yeah so, so you can screenshot it screenshot it 
Yeah, I mean, you can you can screenshot it. You can also just look at it if you want to. You can look at you can put in any window size, small window, big window. Okay, Cameron, this makes because Cameron has found some of the articles for me, and in protest, he doesn't read them. But the ones I have read, Cameron, those are very specific examples. They have read. They have told me that I am handsome. Yeah. And how the articles? And you, don't you feel a lot happier after you read those articles? Doesn't it really just put you in a good mood? For the rest of the day. Yeah, I just thought it was tequila news before that I was handsome. And now I'm debating, you know, could this tequila Ria be the headline that I was... Because the headline didn't change. I remember that. What was the headline? What, what was the headline before... Yeah. Horrific allegations surrounding Jose Hopper's tequila Ria chain. Okay, yeah, horrific is a little um, uh, exaggerating, I think. We had, I have, again, five locations across the world, and we only had 15 cases of alcohol poisoning, three of which were fatal. But, I mean, if you think of how many students go on spring break and we only had 15 cases of alcohol poisoning, that's actually a record for us uh, per year, really. Yeah. So why are people getting mad this year when it's it was this is better than previous years? It's, you know what? Cancel culture. Oh, exactly yeah. what you were talking about. It's cancel culture. They're trying to cancel me because I want to open a new Jose Hoppers in Orlando, Florida that's family friendly. Jose Hoppers, Tequila Rila, and theme park extravaganza. Oh yeah, and if you get canceled, you're not gonna be able to do that. Instead, you're you're just the only thing you're gonna have is, I mean, nothing and a hundred million dollars given to you by Netflix for a so stand-up special. When the the people came in to to write these horrific articles about you, you know, about sorry about your your restaurants, alleged alleged horrific. Well, they say Dr. London is handsome, and they say Dr. London is really helpful. How do you deal with this? Because that for me, it's okay. I'm not. Well, that's why I came on here, because it seemed like I would have a friend, because these articles were so uh, friendly towards you that I felt like, yeah, it's derogatory towards me, and it's libelous towards me, but they were really sticking up for you, so I felt I should come on this podcast to defend myself and make a friend in you, so maybe you could uh, go in front of, I don't know, the uh, Orlando Zoning Board and talk to them on my behalf. So, it, you you mentioned your restaurant, Jose Hopper's Tequilaria. I have been to it before and which which location did you go to? What, what are the five locations i would love to hear where they are we got cabo san lucas uh-huh. we uh-huh. got cancun uh-huh. we got cosimo yeah. we got las vegas oh, we wow. got unincorporated orleans parish in louisiana yeah and coming soon orlando florida yeah so so i went to the parish um the, the words unincorporated really appeal to me. Yeah. So, so and, I went there. So is this is just like what an unincorporated county? Like they don't have a fire department and stuff. Is that is that it? it yeah. It's it, it's what they call a dead zone, and so we're kind of responsible for ourselves. It's almost like being at sea, uh, free free water. So we can yeah. we make our own law there. We make our own rule. It's and a self sustaining society. Absolutely, and that's where our uh, our Percocet rimmed margaritas are the biggest hit. And you know what? But we hire our own paramedic to stay in house in case anything bad happens. Hey, and he and I chatted for a while before he had quite a few. Uh, No, he was great. Um, Like we we chatted, we we talked shop, you know. Yeah, when you guys were playing a rage cage, which 
Yeah, at at their I don't know I don't know traditionally how Rage Cage is played, but uh there there's a giant cage and uh they they put you into it and then Wait, wait, wait. You sign a waiver and you put goggles on, okay? Yes, yes. Sorry. And they strip you down. Not completely naked. We've already had too many women come after us for when we yeah. did have Naked Raid Cage no. Night. I, I'd and, say, no. Uh, again, very, consenting very adults. exciting because you did give us what you said was traditional attire for it. We, I don't know. Whatever it was, it was thin. But yeah, I slipped into that little little one piece there and uh, put on the goggles. And then, and this is just... And then you take a solo cup and a, a ping pong ball, and then you try to bounce the ping pong ball into the solo cup before the person to your left does the same. And then you slam your cup on it, and then they have to drink. That's, that's what's crazy about this place. They, they have you do it inside the cage. That's the rage cage. So I'm bouncing this ball into the solo cup. Uh... The rules had to be modified because I'm just directly across from the paramedic. No one, the place was empty. This is 3 p.m. Rules also had to be modified because they weren't actually solo cups. They were just Walmart great value brand generic red cups. Solo is a brand. Oh, yes. We, we had a cease and desist from Solo uh, early on in this, and, and we've corrected that mistake. So, so I'm sitting in there. You know, I, I'm, I'm well, what, what the waiter called uh, raging which is bouncing the ball. And then uh, I, I liked, instead of, you know, beer or something in the cup, it was just so much tequila. and Our own house brand tequila. Okay. Yeah, it's so... Well, I did have a follow-up in that um, you said it's your house brand. It seemed like, j- judging by... Because the paramedic was faster than me with all of it. Uh, paramedic drink the whole thing and then went blind from what was later determined to be after we got him to a a more incorporated location it it was methanol so methanol poisoning from poor distilling absolutely so, so the process to distill was done poorly enough that it did cause blindness in the paramedic well eddie just said absolutely cage. it sounds like that's an intended consequence yeah right? You'd yeah, but okay, but if you if you went to Trader Joe's and bought this, they'd call it organic. Yeah, exactly. But because um, I did it uh, without any FDA approval, then it's uh, poor manufacturing. You end up with these yeah. lefty yahoos like Doctor London here being like, "Oh, it's not proper. It's not right," just because it's made in probably a bathtub or something like that. Yeah. Well, I you know I I just say like. Because it's it's not alcohol, it's methanol. It's it's not ethanol, it's methanol. So the that M makes a big difference wow. in terms and of. And is that what gives it a, a sort of like special flavor? It okay. I and I didn't have much because he, it the the paramedic did not do well with it. But the little taste I had, it was really tasty. Yeah. Uh. So like I could see how he downed it so fast, and then how he really needed critical care and. Um, how difficult that situation became. I, I, um, he regained his sight, though. I would like to just make sure that the audience understands that. Yeah, well, because, and this is part of, I don't know if this is your doing or if it was some adjacent industry, but yeah, he got these bionic eyes put in, uh, which just amazed, because 
biological eyes obviously didn't didn't pull through but yeah the fact that he can see sort of electronically with these because i take care of my employees yeah i might not pay them a living wage but if something happens to them i will take care of them and make them sign a non-disclosure agreement he does have to wear the cyclops from x-men like eye ray thing otherwise it shoots lasers like cyclops and x-men yeah cosplay is huge right now he's lucky he he really is uh, I, I have sort of an, a, a, a clarifying question here. You said up top, you know, you really stressed this is a, a bar. This is a, these are areas for consenting adults. And then we asked, why are you stressing that? And then you said, because all these people got alcohol poisoning. So I think you, it sounds like you're avoiding or skipping over the part where these being consenting adults is important to the subject. Is there more to this story than just alcohol poisoning? Well, first off, you sound like a plaintiff's attorney, so you're really putting me on the witness stand here, but I'm here to defend myself and I'm happy to address your questions. Oh, no. I, I'm just a podcaster. I'm sorry that I speak truth and that this is a podcast where I get down to the nitty gritty. And I want the real truth. You know, this isn't just a jokey podcast. This is where people really open up. I own an establishment where hardworking college students come for spring break to blow off a little bit of steam. And I provide them an outlet for that. Either it's the rage cage, or it is beer bongs, or a wet t-shirt contest, either participating or just uh, as a viewer. Mm -hmm. And... The hookworm pit. Yeah. For me, the hookworm pit, I didn't really get... Like, the other one seemed themed in a cool way, but was the hookworm pit just the fact that you couldn't get rid of the hookworms in this area of dirt and... Maybe couldn't afford to fill up the hole. Yeah. I'm just... That part was the only themed part that I... Like, I guess if you label it as a hookworm pit, then it seems intentional. Well, I didn't understand, because I was also here with you, like, why it costs so much. The pit, I feel like, shouldn't cost so much extra just to, like, look at it or get in it. Well, okay, so we do charge, so there, you have to pay $50 just to get into uh, Jose Hopper's Tequileria, and most of that goes to lawyer's costs. That's not my fault. That's something I can't control. And is that men and women, or is that, is, is, does the, like women pay the cover too because i'm tired of these sexist clubs where the men have to pay women pay double women pay double to get in just because if they were to charge women then the bar would be entirely just horny men and no one else but that's isn't that that's so me is it misandrist yes it's the most yes misandrist anti anti anti-boy but eddie you were saying women are charged double. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, that's finally, we, we even things out. I will say they can make their money back by participating in the wet t-shirt contest. I, but they don't, they're not forced to do it. You're giving them a job. Exactly. You're giving them a job. In this economy. I, yeah. Uh, and the hookworm contest, because uh, I tried participating in that one. Um, I didn't get how to win or lose that. Everybody wins. Hookworms, if you, if you do the research, if you do your own research on hookworms, they are no, they can, uh, once they get into your system and really kind of build up in there, they can, they can help alleviate allergies. 
they uh they release um uh endorphins into your system so you're you're trying to get regulars with that you want people who will take their shoes off and go for a walk in there and the thing is uh, the reason i ask is I lost that night, like, no, sorry, that afternoon. I was going to say, Eddie, you say everyone wins, but the referee was very clear that Dr. London had lost. Well, okay, yes, you can lose in the aspect of um, that the worms do not invade your system correctly. And that's, and Dr. London was such, we have video, was such a yeah. coward, he was tiptoeing around, he wasn't really immersing himself in it. And so that's why, he didn't really lose, they were calling him a loser. They were chanting, loser, loser. Oh. The refs, the refs yeah. Word, yeah, that I, that does line up with what I remember. Yeah. You weren't committing a uh, lot of fouls, though. They were right about that. And that's why they re- yeah. literally wrestled you to the ground and forced your face into the mud. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say, you know, to their credit, they went barefoot for that, too. Like, they, they seemed like they were trying to win while they did that. The adrenaline rush that they get from the worms tends to wear off, so they have to stay in the pit to keep that going, to keep that power going, because they really need to... to um... I mean, they work 18-hour shifts. How else are you going to do it? I, and I'm sorry to to back up now, but um, did did we figure out the consenting adults thing yet? I I've been wondering about that too. I all I'm saying is everybody who enters and pays their fifty yeah. or one hundred dollar fee to get in signs a waiver saying they are a consenting adult. And anything that happens within a Jose Hopper's tequileria, because I mostly saw eight year olds running around in there, and that is it. Just if you sign it, you are considered or like, I guess, i'm sorry are you saying parents can't have a fun night on the town and is it a problem that we allow them to bring their children instead of leaving them with some expensive babysitter yeah dr london okay no maybe you're right it's just like the the amount of eight-year-olds saying come on and waving to their buddies uh who were also you would rather these parents who want a night on the town you would rather they leave their kids at their grand, their stinky grandparents, where their grandparents are gonna be like, "Oh, can you help me get my dentures out?" Or, "Oh, can you get that out of the cabinet?" All and all these things, and it's hell, yeah, Doctor. These kids, these poor kids. Okay, no, I. So let them come to the bar <laughs> and sign a waiver that says that they're over the age of eighteen. Okay, no, I I guess I hadn't thought of it from that perspective. And yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did, uh, they get tipped as well. They get tipped in at the end of the night for any anybody that they can convince to come into the bar. They get tipped. Yeah. No, I could I could tell they were really racking up the points with with that. So I like. So I guess that does answer the question. The consenting adults. Um, and uh, I guess the other question was the the alcohol poisoning. So it's not necessarily easy. For, for a given person to drink enough alcohol to get alcohol poisoning just like on a given night well and technically you're supposed to stop serving people at a certain point all of the eight-year-olds we have all of the eight-year-olds go up to people who have possibly drank too much and said have you had enough is, is this your limit and they 99 out of 100 say no let's keep let's keep it going what am i supposed to do who am i to stop them I believe legally, it's the way it's worded is you have to stop serving someone once they whip their penis out. That's the point where you know that they are too far gone alcohol-wise. Before then, you're safe. Well, but what about the whip contest? Like, I, it doesn't make any sense. When you have the men gl- get up on the bar and whip it out and, and, and whip each other, I mean... Oh, it contradicts. Yeah, that's... 
Hey, I mean, you'd ha- you're going to have to talk to Congress. I'm I'm with you, buddy. I mean, that's that's what the contest is for. Does Mexico have a Congress? I'm not. Honestly, I'll be completely honest. I don't know the law in Mexico because I don't speak Spanish. And my Mexican lawyer, he handles it for me. All I know is I've only been to the Louisiana location in the un- unincorporated county. So I, I apologize. Yeah, I, I've n- I don't know what the Mexican government is up to. That's our law. We don't need to talk to Congress for unincorporated Orleans County. Oh, yeah. That's, that's so good. simple. Yeah. I get, and I, I guess technically legally, you know, the consenting adults thing isn't like that's you're that's an extra freebie you're giving out if it's the laws don't apply. I don't have to do that. Yeah, you're <laughs> that's out of the kindness of your heart. You're having you're having eight year old absolutely. Form. Uh, are you doing anything just because spring break is coming up this week? Are you doing anything different this year to maybe sort of get ahead of the? you know, these sort of challenges that might generate bad press. You make any changes to your bars? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I don't know if I'd call them changes. Last year, we got in a little bit of trouble for um, the uh, luchador wrestling that we had, which may have been what some of the eight-year-olds you thought you saw were, may have been luchadors that we had hired. Who are, who were, were they eight-year-old? Well, yeah, of course. Or are they just small guys? Okay, no, they were, I guess. Okay, okay. Oh, no, no, no. We don't. Oh, God. We tried to use little people once and no 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 these are eight-year-old luchadors but they're prof- these are from lineages they're happy to be doing it these are from wrestling families and they nobody else will give eight-year-old mexican wrestlers jobs yeah, wow especially yeah today yeah and but unfortunately we, we we are canceling this year uh we're also we're cutting some of our uh tequila which is a 64 proof uh we're gonna start we We've heard that people don't like going blind, apparently, and they signed the waiver anyway, but we're going to start cutting it with mezcal. I'd say to, to take the bite off. Yeah, I'd say in the future, maybe just try using ethanol instead of methanol. I think that's like what you're serving, I don't think is technically tequila, and that might be where you're running into an issue. Like, I hate to get into the science of it. But. I also think some of these, you know, now blind people that are so pissed off. Maybe you should you shouldn't be pulling them immediately after they go blind. Like, hey, what did you think of this experience? Because they're going to be mad. It's a, it's a shock. But ask them a month later. Yelp reviews are everything, though. I mean, you live and die by Yelp, and so you and you have to get it. It's, they're not going to rate your restaurant. I guess that's like a true. week later, you got to get them right. I feel when like they're, give when, them and, a month, and they'll with their heightened senses, their other senses, they'll really start to appreciate this sort of new life you've given them. But you're right; they're not going to. They're not going to remember, you know, a month later. They're not going to worry about a review. They're just going to still be mad in the moment when they leave your Yelp review. So, yeah, that is unfortunate. It sounds like you're, you have a system in place, and it's, like, the only suggestion I would have, once again, is, like, the hookworm pit. I, it doesn't sound like that'd be illegal, even if you were in, in America, necessarily. Like, it's, it's one of those things. I don't know there's a law against it. Uh, the rage cage. I, I all I'd say is just switch it to, you know, ethanol. Like just, I don't know how, what your production process is, but like maybe consult a professional on that. And then you do a few of those things. Maybe try to enforce an age th- or put on bracelets for people who are eight-year-old luchadors. Uh, and then you might have it all. Can I ask how old the the three people who died of? alcohol poisoning were they were they all signed a form stating they were 18 years or older sure 
That's all that my lawyer has told me that that is all I, I, I need to say. Legally, they were 18 years old. Okay. Well, and I guess they were only able to sue one of your company's subsidiaries. Absolutely. So they, it, they were, it's, yes. The ones who died were all in uh, Mexico. So I have a attorney on uh, retainer there. And I, all I know is the case has been closed and I have been found not at fault. I don't know what happened. I assume it, the, the legal process was fair and equitable. And um, yeah, and there it is. Okay, so I guess... Now, let me... I would like to say one of them was participating in uh, a new event that we have that I want to promote and also defend called the Tug Jug. And that is where um, a, uh, we found that our tequila can actually operate small motorized vehicles. And so we fill a, a, a vehicle with tequila and then we tie uh, a rope to one end, the bumper, and tie the other end to uh, a man's genitals. And he, uh, one of our eight-year-olds uh, in the go-kart, presses go and just goes as fast as he can and the other guy has to hold back and not get pulled forward and uh and so i don't know if it was actually alcohol poisoning or just exhaustion because that guy went for like 15 minutes before and the go-kart ran out of gas first he's the first ever he's gonna have his picture on our wall and we gave him a free t-shirt oh wow wow that's that's so that's so many things happening so i guess did, did, did he win? As close as you can win the tug chug, yes. Yes, he won. Okay. I guess that's what I'm asking. It, it was a competition or is it just an event? Just a, uh, like, like a daredevil kind of thing. Okay, whether or not it was improvised on the spot and we decided to just do it, I can't say. But it was the one and only time that we did the tug chug and we plan to do it again this spring break. So come on down to Jose Hopper's Tequileria and our five worldwide locations. Yeah, and you'll have a professional eight-year-old driver and a someone who sounds like is possibly of actually consenting age uh, being pulled. Well, it sounds like it was, the, it was a person participating in the whip-out contest from before, right? On the bar. Like I bar. said, whether or not this was improvised on the spot, I cannot legally tell you. Yeah. Well, I, here's something I find refreshing about your bar. It doesn't sound like you're... You know, it, it's this horrible thing of like always trying to, you know, get, get with the women. It sounds like it's a lot more male nudity. Most of our contests and promotions do come out of um, uh, fraternity hazing uh, okay. events. Yeah. Uh, I, I won't lie. Oh, okay. Most of our staff is from fraternity culture and uh, they come up with a lot of our ideas. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's people, people like peeing and soap dispensers and and all sorts of things like that huh oh absolutely yeah i noticed that in the restroom yes uh, we do that intentionally because it, we want to give you an atmosphere and that gives you an atmosphere and uh, and i'll be honest um men will are less likely to sue than uh, than women are with uh, our contests okay i guess that's a, that's a plus that's why you gotta charge the women so much absolutely and I'm going to be honest, a lot of women really like seeing men uh, degraded uh, in our, in our um, events. Yeah, I did. I did like, like I only saw the setup for it. I, didn't, I wasn't there for the event, but I did like that there were the stands set up for, for the women and then the, what looked like a stage for public shaming for men. Oh, yeah, we have, we have a tower of power for uh, public flogging uh, set up on stage. And, 
and you can either choose to do it yourself or you can nominate somebody and we force them. I'm sorry, not force them. They've already signed the waiver and in the waiver, it says that they might be subjected to public shaming. Is there an option for private flogging or is it all public? Yes, there is an option for a private flogging. Um, you it, ask it, someone it, in marketing, is there this product? And of course there's going to be, the service will, if it's will not today, it. it will be tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I, I feel like we've kind of heard enough here to, to say like. I, I'm I, on your side. Okay. Well, I don't know if I'm going to go. I'm going to go that far. Like what I really liked is that like, I know you were really down on the articles, but I've really thought they did a good job of saying how handsome I am. Uh, and so I can't be completely against those. Like I kind of like, well, that. and that's, that's why I think we should give their business the official jock doc seal of approval. I, well, and I doctor approved. Well, go I, ahead and say it. Just well, go ahead and say it. No, so I like for me, it's, you know, the, the methanol and the underaged. No, just say what it's Jose Hoppers. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's Jose Hoppers tequila Rhea. And yeah. you, what you want me to say is that it's doctor proof, but no, it's DJ Dylan. Uh, you got the, you got the words there. You just no, got just... he made it so easy just to snip the little, couple no, little I words should say in the middle. All, there. Anybody underage that we hire, they don't get to drink. They just have to work. I mean, sure, yeah. drinks These... might spill and uh, they might grab some empties, but I mean, I can't keep an eye on everybody all the time. No, and you're not their parents. Right. You don't know where their parents are. Probably in the hookworm pit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully they're, they're on location. Okay, so, um, and I, I feel like this is about the right time to switch over. So, like, as we talk about the marketing and kind of getting things done, we have chores to do. And um, you want me to you want to explain what you're even talking about? Yeah, yeah. If you could. What is this guy talking about? That's that's you, listener. That's you, forty five to fifty five year old illiterate listener. That's exactly our demographic. That's crazy. Oh, that's nice. We should we should probably do some sort of like co sponsorship thing. Yeah, I think that's why. Like, I'm pretty sure Facebook. Like, that's how I found your podcast was because it was like a Venn diagram perfectly over. That I mean, we we've talked about before. We we might pivot this show to being solely about how dark side of the moon lines up with wizard of oz because that seems to really really be important to people who are exactly between the ages of 45 and 55 and and illiterate and so we thought that that might be kind of a good focus for a show but we'll, we'll let you know if we change things up that way anyway chores what are chores chores are tasks that you gotta do dr london and i have been neglecting all of our tasks everything on our to-do list uh we've just gotten super busy it's gotten really cold in, in my house and that makes me yeah i'm shivering too hard to get any work done I read about that in the article. And so yeah. we went ahead and we built this chore wheel that we spend every single week. And whatever it lands on, that is the chore. That is the task that we have to do. And Dr. London, even if that means plugging up your nose holes. I know you hate doing that chore. Well, just, it's it's a seasonal thing. And so I don't want to, but yeah, 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 no, of course it's, it is the time of year. Yeah, I mean, you don't want allergies, but you need holes. to plug up your nose holes, get some gorilla glue up That's there and get a cork, seal it yeah. up. Yeah. And just super glue the, that cork to your nostril. Yeah. Now, Eddie, as our guest, 
would you do us the honor of spinning this short wheel? Absolutely, I'd be honored. All right, so if you can just climb up there, it's pretty, oh, it's pretty huge, yeah. Yeah, it was rickety. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, okay. climb up on that rickety ladder that's swaying back and forth. Oof. And then just go ahead and just give it, just give it a spin. <laughs> Oh no! Of oh, course no. we have to do this. Not okay. Well, at least it's not the nostril thing because I don't feel like doing that. <sighs> do you want me to? Do you want me to say what it is, Doctor London? Yeah, yeah. If you could, I don't want to. I don't. We've got to pick our employee gifts for Flag Day. I hate doing this. We have to do this every single year. <sighs> okay. As y'all know, no, Flag it's... Day is coming up. It's coming up in June, and every year. Every year it sneaks up on you. So we're trying to get a yeah. little ahead of it. So we don't wake up on flag day and then are like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot to get the office anything. Yeah. I look ridiculous every yeah. year. And so we got to discuss what, what do we want the employee gifts to be to celebrate this year's flag day? Look, I, I don't want to talk yeah, out of turn, so- but really quick. I just, if you're interested, we have a wonderful wide variety of Jose Hopper's Tequila Ria uh, gift cards that you can give your employees. Oh. We have booklets. It's almost like, you know how uh, when kids give uh, coupon booklets to their parents for Christmas? It's very much like that. Like like an hour in the hookworm pit or uh, a free rage cage session. Yeah. I don't, I mean, Dr. Lennon, that does sound nice. I saw your reaction to it. But unfortunately, Eddie, I would say all of our employees are in AA. They're not really, they're, they're not really drinkers anymore. Our staff meetings typically double as an AA meeting. Like, Dr. London and I leave, everyone else stays the same. But like Dr. Smith said, technically, our drinking is not legally alcohol. That is true. It's, well, it's not legally ethanol. It's, it is an alcohol still. It's Not it's according methanol. to the FDA. We are able to import okay. our tequila as a uh, byproduct of manufacturing rather than a uh, drinkable substance. I don't know how well that's arguing for you, but okay, so let's just go ahead and say gift cards are a potential item for this, okay? Um, And when I think of Flag Day, though, uh, I think of, I guess, what everyone thinks of immediately, which is flagging down a car after you've crashed uh, on your plane and you're just trying to get help to get back to civilization. That's that's what comes to mind for me. Yeah, when your plane crashes in the canadian wilderness and you've found a road that haven't seen any cars drive on but you're desperately trying to flag someone down and finally you see one come over the ridge and you're waving you're going hey and then they just drive right past you yeah so to help i guess for flag day what i try to buy is items that are useful for helping to flag down drivers spike strip uh, whatever i'm second yeah okay okay so that's one. And okay, I guess I should add for me at least, and Cameron, I know spike strips are you do carry those with you. For me, it is something that I'll I'll have on me. Like I can fit my wallet. Oh, okay. So part of what I'm thinking is these coupons would fit my wallet, but I I'm I don't know if I could get the drivers to see them well enough to st- to slow down. Um you're suggesting that we make the coupons into some sort of reflective material so it functions as like a 
I, I'm just basically reviewing the possibilities. That's all. I, I don't know that it will work. I would like to uh, put a possibility out there. If you get uh, a gallon jug of uh, Jose Hopper's tequila, Ria home brand tequila, it's highly flammable. If you light that on fire, it will it will draw a crowd. That is true. And so it might be good for spelling out help and fire. When, to get the car to, to pull over, yeah. Wait, how will they see? You'd have, would, you'd have to put help horizontally instead of vertically. You would have to find a big hill. Or chop down a tree and uh, divide it up. Ch- chop it, divide it up into uh, a board, a poster board. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I'm, so, I, I'm sorry I even asked. Yeah, we're just like, I've, I've kind of thought through what would happen if I crash in the wilderness. And this is, this is kind of part of it. I, I don't know, not everyone thinks in these sort of wilderness survival ways. But um, so, so uh, w- which of these, we have all these options for gifts now. I mean, I'm also thinking, like, maybe if those end up t- being too expensive. When I think of Flag Day, like, obviously, the main thing I'm thinking of is poles. Yeah. Oh, for, for hitting the car as it's coming by? Yeah, like I think if you get like a really long 16-foot pole, that gives you a lot of space to smash the car as it drives by. But you remain at a safe distance. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't want to get hurt. But, so, okay, and I, I guess the only flaw I'm seeing in it is, once again, the fact that like... It doesn't fit in your wallet. Y- yeah, your plane is crashing, and you want it to be something that won't get blown up. And poles, I don't know if you've carried a large metal pole on a plane... But you get hassled. Oh no! Yeah, they hate it when you do that. So, um, I, I'm wondering. So your argument for not, not bringing it on a plane is that it it's a hassle. Yes. Uh, but that's okay. That is my only argument. You got me there. Okay. So, so flag day potential gifts, gift card coupon, um, the spike strip. Yep. Uh, which I, I, you might be able to fit that in your pocket. Um, nope. Gallon of tequila. And then uh, this, the, yeah, this, this gallon of mm-hmm. tequila. Yes. Which, tequila. Um, and then uh, that last, the pole. The pole. So, and then maybe yeah. throw in another coupon. Okay. Oh, you're saying all this for one gift package. Uh, I mean, just the way you listed it out, I was like, these kind of all work together. Like, I think we can make this a flag day that no one will forget. Okay, so just walking through the scenario, combining all of yeah. them. You're crash loaded. Uh-huh. You're you're walking around. You're looking around the smoldering debris, yeah. but you you check your pockets. You check on the ground next to you. Okay, I've got my 16 foot pole. Yep. Okay, I've got my I've gallon got my... jug of tequila. <laughs> right knowing that you can't drink it because it will blind yeah. you uh, and this, it, this and, it's very important that you're able to see in this situation yeah and you have your uh spike strip and uh what was was there another one? Oh, and the coupons of yeah. course so you you walk you find the road you put those strips down and then you take the pole and then you quickly find a hill or construct a sign, either one for the alcohol. Okay. And then once the car comes by, you whack them with the flat tire. Yeah. Yeah. Flat tire. Then you whack them with a pole. Yeah. Then they see help uh, burning on the hillside. 
and you offer them a coupon. And then in exchange for help, you can give them a coupon. Because you have two of them now. Yeah. So you can okay. keep one if you want, and then also give one to yeah. some that sort of, you know, pit. helper. I, yeah, I kind of, I, I want to challenge the hookworm pit again. Um, okay, so I feel like we've got it, uh, and that that's the chore, right? We're done? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, all right, now, I guess, do you happen to have any of that um, tequila with you? Uh, we kind of oh, destroyed the chore cool. wheel, and... Yeah, okay, so let me just take some of that. Okay, yeah, it's just just eats up the chore wheel pretty yeah, immediately. You, you didn't have to light light it or anything. That opens like it opens your your like take that in. It'll yeah, open just, your sinuses. The, oh, wow. the chore wheel wasn't made to be burned Ooh. like that. Oh but. no, I every, okay. Wow, that wood is just soaking it in. Is this supposed to be happening? Okay, so everything's. Did we turn the lights out? No, okay, that's not supposed to happen unless you. No, no, you're getting you're getting drunk just inhaling. I mean, this is we're basically huffing tequila. Okay, but we should turn the lights back on. I can't see a damn thing. I mean, okay, let's um, I, I think it's time to really call this off until we can get something figured out. Maybe get Cameron to some medical help. Uh, so um, anyway, is there any way, uh, Mr. Eddie Kane? Um, for our listeners to reach out to you after this or anyone you're a fan of? Uh, yeah, you can reach out to me uh, through my attorney. Uh, and I okay, also uh, recommend that they follow uh, a moron on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Dan Kozu, D-A-N-K-O-Z-U-H. Uh, he will uh, handle any complaints that you might have. Okay. Uh, and does he... I'm sorry. I'm actually, I, I know about this guy. The, the, he has a podcast. Is that right? Yes. He pretends to be uh, a podcast host called Max Ward. And he hosts a podcast called The Extra Mundane with Max Ward, where he talks to creatures from the world of the paranormal. Oh, wow. Just yeah, sort of mundane things like that. Well, um, just want to check that. So thank you, uh, Mr. Eddie Kane, for coming on and explain to us your perspective uh, which does differ significantly, once again, from the articles that called me handsome. Anyway, and thank you to our producer, Cameron. Thank you to Did You Do in the House. This is Eddie Kane, owner and proprietor of Jose Hopper's Tequila Ria, five locations around the world. The most famous spring break destination or facility that gives tequila to consenting adults uh, who are looking to relax in uh, one of our five wonderful locations. I have, again, five locations across the world, and we only had 15 cases of alcohol poisoning, three of which were fatal. But, I mean, if you think of how many students go on spring break and we only have 15 cases of alcohol poisoning, that's error. Smith.com, and this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. Yeah.